Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the fourth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I am your host, Otis, and I am joined today by Katie. Hi. Emma. Woohoo! And Micah. Well, I'll be damned. I'm still awake. Yeah. <laughs> the squad's back together. I'm so happy. And we are reviewing X. And no, not the DMX song. Boy, howdy. We sure did watch a movie. <laughs> Dying to show you a good time. Hit that music. The squad is working in the lab late one night when their eyes beheld an eerie sight. For the horror movie list began to grow in size. And suddenly, to their surprise, they watched them all. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode four of the fourth annual Halloween Screamathon. So, like I said, we cultivate a list every October of 31. And, you know, I tried to make a, a nice balance of old and new and weird. So, this is probably one of the newest ones that we'll do. Actually, we're going to do a farm fresh one in, uh, I think. The newest Halloween comes out, I think, on the 14th. So we'll do that the night of, or hopefully, hopefully the night of. But anyway, we watched a tie. I'm fucked up. I looked right at you. I don't know what you want from me. You're so pretty. I looked right in your face. And I, just... <laughs> I, I looked right at you. And I was like, well, you damn. having a moment. I was like, where am I going? Oh, this is stroking out, guys. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. What I'll happens when your wife is hot, Otis? It's fine. I'll make it to the finish line one way or another. That's what she said. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Katie. Yes. <laughs> so we reviewed the movie X. And so this was written, directed, and produced by Ty West. Ty West, that sounds familiar, Otis. Yeah. He's part of the group that helped make VHS that series. So he was the one that he made the, well, he directed. The story Second Honeymoon. That's the one where the guy and the gal were in that hotel room and the person kept sneaking in with the knife and then finally stabbed that dude in the throat. So he directed that one. Hmm. And Ty West, he has made a few films. Um, there are a couple that I actually haven't actually, I don't take it back. Uh, the House of the Devil, that was in 2009. It's not a bad one. It looks old, kind of like how they went with this one. But it's like witches and stuff. It's not bad. And he did Cabin Fever too. Spring Fever. Uh, that one's a mess. But I remember watching it. <laughs> and then uh, The Innkeepers, The Sacrament. And then in 2022, he did X and Pearl. So uh, fun fact, when he finished filming this movie X, he actually asked the main actress, hey, would it be cool if you stayed in New Zealand for two more weeks? And she's like, why? Well, when we were doing our COVID, like, because, you know, back when they were filming this, if you went anywhere, you had to kind of sit for like a week or two just to make sure you didn't have COVID. He wrote a prequel to X. <laughs> and so he had everything set and they had all the scenery, just had to repaint things. And they made a prequel about the main villain of this story and her upbringing. And I was like, holy shit. And she was like, holy shit. So... He made two movies at the same time. So at some point we will watch Pearl and hopefully it's good. It looks really cool. So hopefully, cause I tell you what, based on this one, I hope it is good. <laughs> so yeah, but that's, that's Ty West in association with a 24. So if you know us, there's a couple of companies that we really do like Blumhouse and, Hey, 24 is fucking awesome. So I didn't realize that they've done a lot of different things. A24, they actually produce Euphoria, the TV show. Which is a damn good TV show. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't know that. I thought they just did movies, you know, like Ex Machina, Room, and The Witch, and everything, everywhere, all at once. I thought that's what, that's all they did, but, you know, fuck it. They're absolutely amazing, so... 
I'm I'm happy with what they do. So keep keep it up, A24, because boy howdy. So if you don't know anything about the movie X, this is a this is a film about a group of adults going into the farm part of Texas. So somewhere a few hours away from Houston. So it could be anywhere because Texas is gigantic. And they are coming together to make a pornographic film. <laughs> They're making a porn. And they make it to this old Texas property. And they find themselves getting attacked by people in rural Texas. So that sounds like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Otis. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. This is Texas Chainsaw meets Hatchet. The Texas Hatchet Murders. <laughs> Texas Hatchet Massacre. <laughs> that Bad just hurts. was a mess. <laughs> Mike's face, he's I like, yeah. Like this movie. <laughs> Mike's like, yeah, I, that worked. And he just faded off. <laughs> so this one has a pretty uh, pretty cool set list. So Mia Goth, she was in the remake of Suspiria, and that one's a crazy one. I think at some point we're going to sit down and do that. It's Dario Argento italian film so kind of like the last matinee that kind of crazy stuff so we're, we're gonna go with that one at some point jenna ortega hey she was in the babysitter too and gonna be in the wednesday adams show and in what else was she in i, I thought you saw her in something else when she was younger uh probably but not that nothing i can remember right now okay martin henderson katie saw his face and was like that guy looks familiar. He was in Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. from 2015 to 2017. He was yep. Dr. Nathan Riggs. So. Yep. And Brittany Snow. She was in Pitch Perfect. Mm-hmm. And many, many other things, but yes. Uh, great voice. And nodes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have nodes. I can now hit these low notes. <laughs> I forgot she had that deep voice. <laughs> yeah, when she has the node surgery and then her voice goes down like two octaves. Was she the one that, that was the up? best? Was she was she the one that threw up on herself? No, that was no, that was the other main chick. Okay, because any anytime I hear I saw the sign, I always think about like they try to sing through it and she just throws up everywhere. Yeah, I always think <laughs> that about was that. the other girl. No, okay. Brittany Brittany Snow was the one who sang Titanium in the shower with Anna. Oh Kendrick. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like awkward as fuck. Anna Kendrick was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and in his debut in a horror film, Scott Ramon Seguro Mescuti. Mescuti? Hey, it's Kid Cuddy. He's he's a rapper. He's he's amazing. And I didn't know that he wanted to be in movies. I, I guess anybody wants to give it a shot. So I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, you see a lot of them. It's fun. <laughs> So, Katie, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. What did you think about X? Thumbs up. It was it was good. <laughs> it was weird for a minute, but it was good. Emma. Um, thumbs wildly in the middle. Fair. Uh, because the first 45 minutes of this film, I was like, this is garbage. It's just a straight porn. The worst ever. And then I was like, Oh, now they're murdering folks. And it got better, but it was still a resounding meh for me. And then I watched the trailer for Pearl and I was like, please be better. (laughs) Yeah. Micah. I stayed awake for this movie. (laughs) Thumbs down. No, I didn't. I did not have a good time with this movie. It didn't didn't build up to anything it was just like wait why'd she stab him in the neck oh she's like looking for someone special i guess well what does that mean there was no point just and it wasn't senseless enough to get away without having a point it was just kind of a lot of ideas that didn't really go anywhere well at least it wasn't sexless yeah there was there was some some sex I guess if there that's was what we call some it. something there uh. was there was some fake something happening in there there, there was some nakedness and <laughs> old people and some old so, oh, so. Uh, 
so I I really like this movie. It's it's absurd. It reminded me of like three different horror films, and for good reason because that's what Ty West was going for. You know, I saw Psycho here. I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, there's another one. I I felt uh, it was absurd. There were a lot of small themes in it, uh, like I don't know, like uh, what's the word? Like uh, di- divine intervention popped up a couple times and people talk about it the the x factor which they they keep bringing up in this movie i have an idea what the x factor is because it's in every horror movie just about that we watch and there's always a a female person sometimes a male but there's always someone that has the x factor and then that's why we see them at the end of the movie so i'm curious if that's what he was going for i need to listen to some commentary on it uh, it was fun. I will say it's one of those slow burn ones. And it's like, yeah, this is, this is a porn. They're making a porn. And then it's like, oh, shit. OK, here we go. And it, it was absurd. Like I laughed, uh, especially towards the end, man. The yeah. Old old lady flies. But it, it was cool. Really hard at that. <laughs> it was pretty fucking graphic, man. Like there was some murder scenes. I was like, fuck, man. So I, they put. A lot of effort into it. Bella just flew across the room. Um, but no, I, I really liked it. So I'm curious about the prequel. And they're making a sequel to this. So uh, it was pretty cheap to make, apparently. Uh, spoiler. And it, it did all right. Spoiler. So, you know, sky's the limit. Shit. So I'd say keep going. So like I was saying, the name of the movie, X, it has multiple multiple meanings but the one it probably maybe means that the the x rating used by the mpaa from 1968 to 1990 so it said that a film was only suitable for an audience age 16 or older so so the re- the idea behind that rating bella what's wrong with you tonight <laughs> she's like i called her over she's like running like a freak around the room Anyway, um, that Rated X films wouldn't be trademark. So that allowed filmmakers to release their film in theaters without needing to submit it. So just like with the Hatchet movies where he has to take his movie to a room, I think it's like six people. And then they have to watch the movie and then give their rating. And he wants to be like, man, at least give it an R. Don't say, you know, X or blah, 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 because it won't go to the theaters then. Back in the day, people were all down for rated X movies. So they're like, fuck it. We don't, you know, they don't even care about it anymore. So fuck it. We can just drop this anywhere. So back in the day, there are actually a couple of films, notable films, like A Clockwork Orange. I didn't know that was rated X. I still haven't seen that. It's, Same. It's a wild one. Uh, Fritz the Cat. I remember watching that when I was young. I shouldn't have. Uh, Last Tango in Paris, Midnight Cowboy, and a black exploitation film is on this list. Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song <laughs> from 1971. So in the 70s, the porn industry realized that, oh shit, like that seems pretty easy and those movies made a lot of money. So they started using the X rating. And then it just kind of came like a tradition that if you made porn, it would just be X rated and then films. Everybody just kind of, actually NC-17 happened and then it's like, okay, you know, you're not just showing all the, the, the giblets and stuff. So you're NC-17 and that's a straight up porno. So that's X. So that's kind of the name part of it is. Like I said, I'll talk about it a little bit later what I think the X means in this. Okay, so we'll get through this story and we'll talk about it. This one is still in that weird spot in the world where it's you can get it on DVD but it's not on an app for free anywhere. So you do have to pay a little bit of money or put your pirate hat on. Yar. <laughs> That's what I fucking do. <laughs> she said yar. Yar. <laughs> hey, you know, Otis the pirate. Who? You know, Otis the pirate. Scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, this one, it's an hour and 47 minutes long. So it, it is weird. It felt longer, kind of. But then it, and I realized, like, kind of looked at my fake watch on my arm. I was like, dang, we got 20 minutes left. Oh, shit. Here we go. So 
we'll go through it and I'll bring up all the nods to other things that I felt, but we'll go from there. So this movie starts, we are in 1979 and we, <laughs> um, we have some ladies that they work in a burlesque, I guess it says burlesque on the side, but it might have been a little fancier. Bahama burlesque. You're right. <laughs> but they work in a burlesque house and uh, her name is Maxine and Bobby Lynn and they work here, but they're taking a road trip through Texas to work on a pornographic film. And so it's Bobby Lynch. He's the other actor in this movie. And Jackson, he is the well, the dude in this film. Because all, all you need is one guy in a porn and you have five billion girls. That's how, that's how it works. And <laughs> the producer is her boyfriend, Wayne. And I love Wayne because he loves talking in, uh, what are they called? Just like quotes that you see on posters inspirational statements yes he loves talking in that to make himself seem smarter but he he's he's not a smart guy but i thought it was pretty cool that he talks like that that that's how sh- like tricksters talk to get you to buy things and do stuff you know so the director of the movie rj and rj's girlfriend lorraine comes to help film this and they're all pumped and they're talking about man this movie is going to change porn forever you know, it's like it's going to be fancy and and like pinky out kind of porn. Everybody's going to love it. And so it's like, OK. <laughs> so Lorraine, even from the beginning, she's not really that impressed with what they're doing because they're making a porn. She's like, well, there's nothing fancy about a porn. And he's like, no, no, my porn's super swanky. It's going to be serious, a cinematic masterpiece. So I was like, OK. And she says the same thing like that. So they are writing through Texas. And so, like I said, it started in Houston, a trash place, but, you know, and I, I don't know how long they ride. I, I assume a couple of hours, but they go somewhere with some type of trees that could be any fucking where. So the group, they arrive at the farm of Howard and Pearl. So that's the elderly couple. And they have a sweet ass guest house that the group, they didn't really tell them or Wayne, that's his name. Wayne didn't tell Howard and Pearl that they're making a porn. He was just like, hey, my friends are here. We're just going to use your sweet ass extra house for a little bit. He's like, okay. Well, you didn't say you had this many friends coming. It's like, oh, oh, well, sorry, old man. <laughs> Even from the beginning, the, the two older people, they're, they're pretty creepy. And Pearl is like looking at Maxine from the top window, just kind of looking at her and and then waving at her and stuff. It's it just, you know, like I said, they're setting the mood for creepy stuff. The name of the porn is called The Farmer's Daughters. It's actually a real, <laughs> it's a real porn. <laughs> uh-huh. I thought that was funny that they, you know, and it's the easy tropes of a porn. It's like, oh no, I don't have any money for this pizza. How can I pay for it? And you boom, 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 and then the pants come down. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's the music. And then sex. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Howard is real grumpy towards the kids because, you know, they're young and they're like, you just think you can do anything and blah, blah, blah. Because you're all sexy and hot. And he's like, well, yeah, we we're sexy and hot, grandpa. And he's like, oh. And, and Pearl is silently just getting closer and closer to Maxine. So after filming a couple of sex scenes, uh, Maxine, before actually before hers, she's invited inside of the house by Pearl and they drink some sweet lemonade. And then Pearl talks about how she, when she was younger, that she wanted everybody to know her name. She wanted to be famous and popular and she's sad that she's old and she can't do that anymore. And she's jealous that Maxine is young and she has a chance. And Maxine's like, I'm going to be a star. You know, she's like, oh, I remember when I was like that. And if you look at the pictures on the wall, little by little, you can see that they kind of like fuzz it up a little bit. But it's Maxine's face in the pictures. And I thought it was some like weird metaphor or something. I'm like, oh, shit. Like she's going to take her soul or something. No, uh, the old lady, Pearl is played by Maxine's actress. So Mia Goth played 
both leads, good and bad. I thought that was really cool that they did that. Yep. It got a little meta later, but yep. Yeah. <laughs> so after watching Through a Window, Maxine have sex with Jackson. You have her scene. Pearl goes back to her husband, Howard, and it's like, let's do it. And Howard's like, no, my heart, baby, I don't want to die. Please don't. Please don't make me make me kill myself. <laughs> and she's pretty sad about the whole situation. So that night, um, the crew, they're relaxing in, in the house, you know, talking about how free they feel about sex. And everyone's like, yeah. And Lorraine is the one that she's starting to not be as much as a prude. And she actually wants to get into the film. And RJ at first was like, yeah, sex is cool. You can do any." Do it anywhere you want, whatever. And then when his girlfriend's like, "Yeah, I want to, I, I want to be in the movie," he's like, "Hey, hold, hold, hold up, hold up, what, what's happening now?" And so he starts to get a bit grumpy about it. And Wayne actually tells him, "Like, hey, man, uh, either you could hop in, get on this ride, and be fine with your girlfriend doing this, or you can be just a frump, and then she's probably gonna do this a lot more and probably dump you. So you should figure out how you want to do this right now." Uh, he films the scene between Lorraine and Jackson and then goes into the, the shower and cries. And that scene, it looks just like Psycho, the scene when she was in the shower. I was waiting on RJ to get stabbed up in the shower. I really was waiting they, on it. The second they went to that aerial view, I was like, bitch, about to die right now. Yeah, I was absolutely waiting on it. But we don't have to wait long. RJ, he decides while everyone's asleep, that he is going to just leave. He's going to hop in the van and scoot off. And he's like, well, have fun getting out of here, you dickheads. <laughs> and he scoots off. He is stopped by Pearl. She's in the way. And he's like, what What you doing, Pearl? What, shouldn't you go home, Grandma? What, what you doing out here? And Pearl starts trying to kiss him. And, you know, <laughs> RJ's like, okay, you can get off me, Grandma. Stop. And she's like, you don't want to kiss me? He's like, no, I, I do not, ma'am. I, I do not want to. And she's like, well, you can kiss this knife and proceeds to. It's one of my seven words, so I'm not going to use this metaphor. She stabs him a lot and <laughs> takes the keys to the van and scoots off. So it's, you know, like I said, the shit starts getting crazy. So at this point, Lorraine and Wayne, eh, they realize RJ is missing. And they go looking for him. Wayne goes into the barn and he steps on a big ass fucking nail and fucks that his was rough. Fucks his foot up. I'd have been like, I'm going back. Sorry. Hope you good luck, buddy. So he sees someone walk by the entrance of the barn and he's like, Who's this? And peeks his head through the little holes at the bottom of the door and gets a pitchfork right in the face. And I was like, Yep, here we go. So <laughs> Pearl comes into the barn, stabs him, and then just makes sure he's dead and then just covers him up with hay. And so I was like, oh, shit, here we fucking go. Here we go. So Lorraine, she makes it into the house and talks to Howard and, and is like, hey, you know, my boyfriend's gone. Like, I'm looking for him. And he's like, well, my wife is missing. Help me you know, help me with this and we can find them all. So it's like, hey, look for a, a flashlight down in the basement. She heads down to the basement. I was like, here we go. And she gets to the basement, but the door is locked. And she heads back down, clicks on a light, and she sees a dude strung up, a dead naked dude strung up in the basement. The next scene, we see Jackson uh, nakedly drinking milk. If you look at the carton while he's drinking the milk, it has a missing person on it. Hey, it's that dude in the basement. <laughs> so Howard gets Jackson to help him look for his wife and they head over to the swamp. And actually, it's it's funny. Howard actually pulls a pulls a trick and actually catches Jackson off guard because, you know, it, it's like a young dude. And it seemed like Jackson was going to be the one that was going to do some work in this movie. And it's funny before he kills Jackson. Spoilers. Howard says, like, oh, you know, you, you think you're so cool because you can give my wife what I can't. He's like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> He's like, there was another guy that came 
and he was flaunting and walking around with no clothes on too. Yeah, we took care of that problem. He's like, what are you talking about? And then blows him away with a shotgun. So I was like, oh, shit. Dude, he point blank straight to his chest. I was like, damn. Yeah, so at first I thought it was just Pearl being crazy and, you know, Howard just be like, hey, I got to get my crazy my, my crazy lady back in the house. No, they're in cahoots. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. So Lorraine, she is in the basement. And she finds a hatchet and she chops a hole into the door (laughs) and she chops it the furthest away from the locks. And I was like, here we go. And gets her hand smashed. And when I say smashed, legit smashed. Like it's like fingers are hanging off her hand. And, you know, Howard's like, I told you to stay in the basement. (laughs) And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) It scoots back, scoots back there. So while all of this is happening. Pearl, she actually goes into the guest house and climbs into Maxine's bed with her naked and starts touching on her. And finally, Maxine wakes up screaming and Pearl's like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. And scoots out of the room. (laughs) And Bobby Lynn sees this. She follows Pearl out to the swamp and she's talking to Pearl and she's like, hey, you know, my, my nana was crazy like you. It's all right. You know, we'll take care of you. Let's get you back. Let's get you back inside. And she like, you know, she gets slapped by the old lady and she's like, okay, bitch. You know, I'm trying to be nice out here. I mean, I'll drop you, grandma. <laughs> and she tries to get past her. And then grandma pushes her into the water. And then the alligator comes out. And eats Bobby Lynn, destroys her. I was like, God damn. Like, so we're getting down. We're getting pretty, pretty down on people in this movie. So Maxine, she sees Pearl and Howard. They're coming back to the guest house to look for it, you know, her, the survivor. So she hides under the bed. And the old people, they talk about the murders on the bed. And then they decide they're going to have sex. And so Howard's like, man, my heart, man, I told you about my heart. And she's like, it'll be fine. And they have old people sex. (laughs) And Maxine army crawls out of the room. She's like, oh, my Lord. (laughs) She crawls all the way out and runs to the van where she sees RJ's body and his head. They're not together. It's not a, I wouldn't say it's a corpse. It's a body with a head next to it. And then the van the tire has the knife in it. So she's like, well, fuck. But there's no keys. So she heads inside of the house to look for the keys. And she sees, oh, she grabs a pistol from the glove box. Good for you. That's smart. She goes inside the farmhouse and she finds Lorraine. And Lorraine's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. She unlocks the doors to the basement. Lorraine's freaking out. She's like, shut the fuck up. We got to stay quiet so they don't find us. And she, Lorraine's lost it at this point. And she runs off and gets a shotgun to the face. And she boy, that shit straight up knocked her ass out. I was like, "What?" Yeah, it just blows. Oh man, it's it's bad. So Maxine, she's in the house and she like hits the corner. It's like, oh my god! (laughs) And she sees Howard and Pearl. They're moving bodies, and they are trying to work out their plan to frame these kids as they are on their property and they attack them so i know texas has it there's other states that have that stand your what stand your ground law so if somebody is like i'm gonna bite you on your property it's like i can defend myself that's what he's going for i didn't know they had that in 1979 but whatever so (laughs) that's a pretty reasonable plan i guess so as they're dragging lorraine's body inside to have it be like hey she came in here that's why I had to shoot her. Lorraine's body moves. It makes a sound. And Howard has a heart attack and fucking dies. <laughs> that shit cracked me up so hard. So as as Pearl's down trying to like wake him up, Maxine comes out with the pistol and was like, where are the fucking keys? And she's like, my husband's having a heart attack. <laughs> my daddy's having a heart attack. <laughs> and Maxine's like, I don't give a fuck. Where are the keys? And she's like, over there uh, in that dish with all the old candy. I don't care. And she grabs the keys. And Maxine's like, I don't care about any of this situation. 
And this whole movie, I forgot to bring it up. There's this pastor just talking just about, I don't know, Christian things and and bad kids out in the streets and, and whores and all this stuff. It, it's, you know, like I said, but then little by little, it starts to connect and there's a reason behind it. So, but at this point, Maxine has a gun, but oh no, the gun don't got no bullets in it. And Pearl picks up the shotgun and tries to shoot Maxine. And boy, howdy, she did not position herself in a good place. She couldn't have, even if she did. Yeah, she's a string bean. That shotgun goes off, doesn't kill Maxine, it hits her shoulder. And Pearl flies like 20 feet through the air outside <laughs> and busts her hip. And she's like, oh, my hip. <laughs> yeah, please. And Maxine's like, oh, it'll be our little secret. And leaves. She hops in the truck and then runs over Pearl, crushes her head, and then drives over it again. And as she's in the car driving to go get, I don't know, the fucking police, she, she says, what, divine intervention. Praise the fucking Lord. And takes a bump of coke. <laughs> and drives off into the sunset or the sunrise. So we find out that the Christian preacher that's been talking this whole movie, he talks about that his daughter was seduced by, I don't know, bad people in the world and left. And it's a picture of Maxine. So it's like, oh, shit. So she was the son of or the daughter of a preacher man eh, and goes off because she wants to be a star and she stars in pornos and she and the whole movie she says i'm a fucking star everyone's gonna know my name and she scoots off so i was like okay that's cool and so the police they come to the farm the next day or that morning and they are like what the fuck happened here there's dead people everywhere and they find a camera and they you know the i guess the sheriff is like man he's like what do you think's on this tape chief and he's like probably a scary fucking story that's what it is and then that's the end of the movie so in in i know north america at the end of the movie there was a secret trailer for pearl because like i said they filmed it all together and so if you stayed long enough you got to see a fucking secret trailer for the movie so katie who was your favorite character in x my favorite character was jackson uh, played by Kid Cudi. He was overall really funny the whole time. All the things he was saying throughout the film were very funny. And then he was super legitimately trying to help uh, when he got blown away by that asshole farmer. You know, he keeps saying once a Marine, always a Marine. And he is legitimately trying to help the farmer find his wife. And instead, the farmer's like, go fuck yourself. Dead. Emma. Uh, mine was third act Maxine because bitch put in some work in like the 10 minutes that she was like <laughs> focused on putting in that work. Um, just little pieces of her character throughout the film were kind of building to that, but she was very meh up until everything started going crazy and she woke up next to the crazy lady and she was like, nope. And then she just kind of had a, I got to get whoever's left and get out of here. So, yeah. Maxine in the end. Micah? Emma's predictive ability. (laughs) Don't say it all because one of them's my seven words. Oh, is it about the... (laughs) Yes. LP? Yes. Oh, man. (laughs) More to come later. This let this be your foreshadowing for what's to come from Emma's seven words, but uh, the the first time I ever watched Emma just totally predict everything that was going to happen towards the end of a movie was Snakes on a Plane. She literally called shot for shot as it was happening, like right beforehand. <laughs> She's like, "This is going to happen. Boom, it happens. This is going to happen next. Boom, it happens." Oh, well, and then this is going to happen. Here it comes. Yep, there it is. And (laughs) as the death started rolling on, she would call out each and every one right before they happened. (laughs) Emma's Emma's very good at that. 
and sometimes it's my best part it, it, it okay it's my favorite part about watching a a mediocre um, movie yeah because <laughs> you don't care for it when it's a good movie <laughs> otis uh, i went with maxine i thought she did great even from the beginning you know she had that like i'm the fucking shit and everyone's gonna know it one day so like like i said the whole x factor thing that everyone keeps saying uh you know it's there's a reason that her name is maxine with an x in it but i honestly think what hopefully what ty west was going for with the x factor was she wasn't she was almost there to being the final girl in this movie. She was the final girl. And I think that's maybe what he was going for with the whole X factor thing. So, I mean, she, she, she made it through all that stuff. I, I man, she's really cool. So it's funny. The movie kind of tricks you with who the final girl was going to be. Cause I thought it was going to be Lorraine for a couple of seconds, Yeah, but then it, it wasn't, she freaked out. She, she didn't keep her head she didn't have a calm head about it so i thought that was pretty cool you know i I, like i said it oh man i loved it so katie who is your least favorite character oh that would be the grandpa howard that dude was a dick the whole movie and everything in this movie could have been avoided if he just gave his wife a good dickin and he was like no i might have a heart attack whatever bitch then you you go out how you go out like you go out from going in okay right you just fucking deal with it like it was a mess i did not like him at all and he was super creepy because he was getting all like touchy and aroused and weird with the porn women yeah but like would refused to do anything with his wife because of oh my heart go fuck yourself yeah bitch uh emma um the porn it was so poor i was just laughing my ass off the whole time and i'm like this is that's okay all right i mean i'm all here for a good dick and i'm all here for good porn like I'm, no no shade here but i was like bruh no uh-uh that ain't it you got britney snow up in here and that's what you came up with okay well, remember that this is the 1970s. Exactly. Exactly. It's 1970s porn. I'm actually surprised they didn't focus on the fact that both of these women would have had massive bushes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Micah? Yeah, I'll say pops. Everybody was like, he made promises, suckered people in, and then got mad that they were around his wife. I mean, dude was not all there schizophrenic almost just flipping a switch and stuff sticking shotguns in people's chests and then eventually committing to it not much to say it's just he suckered them out there and then played like he wasn't trying to and then was like sure you can you can stay there but oh now you're getting nope now i'm going after you like (laughs) I'm so lost. Like it's just so hard to follow. <laughs> I'm too tired. <laughs> Stop it. Make it easier on me. It's kind of what what Micah was saying. It's kind of my least favorite, but it's it's the whole. And and I get it. In in the real world, if someone's killing, you're not gonna discover all the points of why they were killing. It's like oh, because I've got lost in this pumpkin patch. That's why I put this pumpkin on my head and kill people. You know, that's <laughs> not real life. In this, it's, you know, there's little lines everywhere and it's like, oh, you think you're gonna please my wife? How dare you? I'll kill you. And it's like, oh, that's why he's like that. Okay. And that's why they kill. Anytime someone young gets close, he kills him because he's jealous that he can't dick down his wife and he's scared that they will because his wife still has libido and she probably would try. And she did try with RJ. So that means he probably caught her with some guy at some point. So that's why he's murderous. And anytime they say no, she'll kill him. Like I said, all of that, that's that's me just sitting there and think about it. Sometimes I just want to see, like, someone find a journal and just read that. You know what I mean? And just be like, oh, okay, that's why I didn't kill. 
Um, you know, certain movies do that, and certain movies they're like, okay, we're gonna give you these little tidbits, and we want you to sit down and think about it. So I, I get where Mike is coming with that. If you're not ready for that type of movie, if you sit down, you're like, man, let's just see, see, see some people get their heads cut off. You get that, but it's like, why are they doing this? Oh, I gotta. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. Just, just tell me. <laughs> just tell me why. Uh, but yeah, kind of the this the setup of the whole reason why. But I thought it was actually pretty realistic because people killed a lot of people and they didn't really have reasons. It, the profilers had to go in and like really talk to them and be like, "Oh, okay, this is the reason that Ted Bundy did what he did." It's like, you know, Ted Bundy was just like, "I don't know, I like killing people. It's fun," you know. So yeah, I, I get that. So let's do seven word synopsis says so i have a lot because this movie made me smile (laughs) so my first one is when did you become such a prude (laughs) that line pops up a lot so rj says it to his girlfriend at the beginning and then later when she's like i want to be in a porn he's like hey hold up hey what the fuck you doing she's like when did you become such a prude and he's like oh no i'm gonna cry in the shower (laughs) (laughs) uh my next one is, I love a good final girl switcheroo. I legit thought that Lorraine was going to be the final girl. She was the last one that dipped into doing the bad stuff. And that's what a final girl has to do. I mean, there are some that stay virgins the whole time. And they're like, oh, I want to do those bad things. But I'm here with you. Oh, no, the killer. But she did the bad stuff. And then she didn't die instantly. So I was like, oh, okay, Lorraine's going to save the day. And Maxine's going to die right before. But no. Yeah. They flipped the script and I was like, oh, what the fuck? You telling me the, the drugged up girl makes it just like the movie I wanted to make? So I'll bring that up later. <laughs> uh, free love and sex. Wait, hold up. That's RJ. He's like, yeah, baby. Free sex. It's awesome. Hey, not for you. Not for you. Everybody else. Stay over there. Uh, and then this is the one. So this is how I described the murder scene when grandma stabbed that dude. Grandma went slap chop on that throat. <laughs> she super did. So I don't know if you've ever seen a slap chop for the uninitiated. Uh, you used to put what vegetable? It was just for vegetables, right? Anything pretty much. But yeah, fruits, vegetables, whatever. And you'd put this little covering over the vegetables or whatever you want it chopped up. And you'd slap your hand on this little button and it would just absolutely destroy it. I mean, it wasn't a super good invention because after a while it got worn out. But I remember those commercials and it's like, God damn, that, that tiny tomato got destroyed. <laughs> Slap chop's awesome. And then it's like Psycho with tits and dong. I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's scenes where you see cars in the swamp and they're like, hey, it's like a Psycho. They dump off the cars and the bodies. Well, they have an alligator for the bodies. Um, killers, killed, killers killed folks because of sexual inadequacy. It's like, yeah. I, can't, I can't have sex with you. I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> and then here's a 14-word synopsis, my last one. I will not accept a life that I do not deserve. Great motivational line. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, Maxine says that right at the end. She's like, you're a whore. You deserve. She's like, no, no, bitch. <laughs> That's not the life for me. <laughs> Katie. Horny grandma stabbed that neck to shreds. <laughs> Started out a bottom, now we're dead. (laughs) And then I'm going to need your help on this one. No affection and no sex make grandma something something. Go crazy? Don't mind if I do. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful. That's a good one. Micah. That's some goddamn fucked up horror picture. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Murder and porn for murder porn's sake. And then pathetic porno saved only by Myrtle Layton oldies. And then this is the part Micah was going to tell earlier, but uh, at the point when Maxine goes to the lake, and then she goes skinny dipping and she's just like floating there in the water. I said, 
just then from nowhere it's lake placid and it pans <laughs> over to this crocodile and we both fucking lost our shit yeah i couldn't so that is one of my seven words and then my alliterative shag and shack sees slutty six super slaughtered heck yeah so this film came out march 18th 2022 oh it's so it's so young it's so young it's a little baby it's a little baby so uh what do you guys think the budget for x is katie ten dollar dues god damn it katie ten complain to otis he always makes me go first I can flip the script on these. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, Emma. Eight dollar dues. Micah. I'll change mine. Four dollar dues. Damn. Check out the big brain on Micah. The budget was one dollar due. Damn. That damn. With one million dollars. Yes, they, yeah, they did. did. <laughs> I can't even believe they got this cast for a million dollars. Yeah. That's wild. Well, they probably told them, like, hey, this is going to be a cheap horror film. If we do this right, it's going to make a fuck ton of money. So yeah, that's why Kid Cudi. Horror film. Yeah. <laughs> that's why Kid Cudi was, like, executive producer. And that's why we see a lot of music people executive produce these films. Because they're like, man, it seems easy. Like Drake, uh, the movie Spree with Steve Harrington in it, killing people. Drake was an executive producer for it. And I was like, what the fuck? Aubrey Grant? What? What? <laughs> so it's, you know, it, people put in their efforts in it and then it makes tons of money. So, uh, Katie, what do you think the box office right now for X is? $10 dues, Bob. Emma. $15 dues. Micah. $500 dinks. Ooh. <laughs> I like where your head's at, Micah. It's reasonable. But it actually made some money. So the closest to the pin, either way, was Emma. The budget was, uh, yeah, the box office was 14.5. Oh, goddamn. Wow. Holy dudes. Riding that A24 hype train, man. Right? <laughs> yeah, but the, I mean, the movie made money. You know, like I said, it has. That look of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I saw tons of people refer to it like, yeah, man, this is like fucking actually what I saw the 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 metaphor, they were like, it's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Debbie does Dallas <laughs> for 2022. I was like, yeah, yeah. This is straight up porn or killing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like I said, there were tons of, you know, thumbs up out there. I mean, I've seen a couple of people that are like, eh. All right, no, like I said, but that, that's the fun thing about cheap indie. Ho- it's not even indie horror, but it got that feel of like you know, independent film. You know, like I said, it did pretty dang good in my eyes. I mean, good enough that a prequel is already out, and then they're working on a sequel. So I guess Maxine isn't done being a fucking star. <laughs> it's gonna be some more old people, or somebody's gonna try to kill her next. So yeah. I'm- I'm pumped about that to see more of Maxine. Folks. I'll watch it. Hell yeah. So, Minority Kill Count. I got two. So, we got Jackson and Lorraine. Mm-hmm. So, the new number is 230 and a Tito Turtle. And an old lady with a busted hip. <laughs> And not a head. Yeah, that van destroyed. Oh, and it was the rim too. It was a truck. That truck fucked. Oh, it was the truck. Oh yeah. Yep. Fucked her up, man. She popped like a grape. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, does anybody else have anything else to say about X? Nope. It was good. Um, don't watch it with your parents though. Nope. This is for real a porn for like the first thirty minutes. Like it is. Straight up, just naked women and dudes having sex. Like, an uncomfortable situation if you watch this with anyone other than, like, your significant other. Yep. Hardcore. I went and saw the first scary movie with my mom. Because the trailers made it seem like it was just a fun spoof. And I was like, yeah, it should be great. Mm. 
and oh you man, fuck somebody through a, a glory hole. <laughs> that movie was hilarious, but boy howdy, I didn't want to watch it with my mom. <laughs> I was like, this is great. I just don't want to be here with regret. you. Yeah, that was the only problem with it. I was like, this is great. I just don't want to be here with you. <laughs> I'm sure she didn't want to be there. <laughs> Absolutely with you not. But no, there were jokes. She was like laughing, and she was like, "This ain't good." <laughs> but no, I understand that feeling. So I feel for you kids out here just wanting to watch some scary movies or funny movies, and they just get a little too nasty. You're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so with that, that is the end of this episode. So if you have any other cool fun facts about old people having sex or busting their hips, you can tweet us at Allentownpod. <laughs> email it is. Allentownpresents.com. Facebook app. So the music you listen to right now that is flipping a combined effort. It's a new, it's a new joint, y'all. And Studio Feeds Us. Thank you so much for the artwork. Oh, flipping the CE anywhere you can find them. So this this is episode four, y'all. We, we are trucking. We're moving down that road. We have some pretty spiffy movies coming out. Uh, trailers for all the cool ones that are coming out fucking like right now. So it, it's pretty fun. We're getting there. I think the either 13th or 14th episode of this collection. We're, we're watching Halloween ends, y'all. We're going to see our girl fight Michael for, for the last time, maybe. I assume they're probably not going to end them with this, making money. We'll see. We'll see how they how they continue the story of Michael with one busted hand and a burnt up body. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah keep with us, guys. So, we will see you tomorrow with another scary film. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Toots. I will not accept a spooky that I do not deserve. Praise the fucking Lord.